We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good evening and welcome to the... Oh, I'm going to play it again for you. <laughs> I, I heard someone shout encore, sorry. Are we, are we all here right now. Welcome to the True Faith weekly radio show, live on Radio Northumberland. Um, uh, we've got... Everyone's still here, but from various locations, so it's it's me, Simon, presenting tonight. We've got Ben in the studio, as always. Hello, good evening. We've got Mickey from some shop in Jesmond. Hello, guys. Are we allowed to name the shop? Go on, do from, it. Uh, from Igloo, the frozen yogurt shop. Very good. Get yourself along. And we've this isn't like the BBC, on. you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, careful, careful. <laughs> and we've got Dodzy um, from sunny Spain. How are you, Dodds? Hello, lads. Um, what was that? <laughs> Have you turned Scottish? <laughs> It was uh, the last from Talksport. Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> going to. I, I got it, Dodds. I'm yeah, sure I got everyone it. listening gets that gag as well. I got it. I chuckled. <laughs> right, so I yeah, tonight. Well, I think it was funny. Yeah. Tonight we're going to go through um, our best Newcastle eleven, but apparently, which is news to me, in the last uh, one minute, we're, we're going to be doing players we've seen live. So obviously, there's lots of brilliant Newcastle players over the years, but we're talking about ones that people have had the chance to watch. That's obviously going to limit uh, the, the sort of players we could go for then, because obviously we're. All of a younger age. So yeah, we're, we're talking Premier League era, really, aren't we? It's funny, sorry, how it's news to you, but the fifty or sixty <laughs> submissions we had from the Twitter <laughs> and Facebook all all knew the pattern. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's just say that's down to size uh, preparation. Yes, let's or lack of. Ha. Yeah, right. So uh, first off, I think we're gonna we've had some really good entries from uh, from all over the internet. So I think Dodgy, you were gonna take us through because you've been collating what what people have put together. Yeah, I'll take you through the best ones. Thanks to everyone who submitted. And, and first of all, I think it's worth saying the reason we chose this topic is number one, we're desperate for conversation before <laughs> the season starts. <laughs> Thank God the season's back soon. Um, and number two, it's, it is one of those interesting topics. If you look at the players Newcastle have had over recent years, like I think from the submissions with Harden what we're going to talk about you could make a pretty good team <laughs> you know 
Villa fans, give us your best team in the next 15 years, and it's probably not as good as their team is now, which is still rubbish. <laughs> we have had some cracking teams over the past 20, 25 or players anyway, 20, 25 years or so. Um, what I'll do is we've actually I've collated all of the teams submitted, and I'll, I'll before talking through some of the individual submissions and going through some players individually with you lads, I'll go through the, the second and first team that was picked by all of the True Faith Weekly podcast and radio show listeners so, and people who uh, got involved on Twitter. Are you talking about um, uh, the, the most mentioned players and the kind of the most general mentioned consensus? Players. So this, the, the second team, this is Newcastle's second team, I think this is the kind of team this. Ingo, Tim Krull, right back, Steve Watson, centre-back, Philippe Albert, uh, other centre-back, Steve Howie, left-back, John Beresford, left mid, this is 4-4-2, by the way, left <laughs> midfield, Lauren Robert, um, Robert in the second team. Sorry, Robert in the second team. team yeah. I'm disappointed already. <laughs> Say that again. Sorry. No, just, just carry on. Carry on. <laughs> um, in in midfield, the I've got uh, Johan Kabai and Gaza in the second team, and then I've got Norberto Solana right midfield, and then Shira and Ferdinand up front. Just so you know, that guess who the most, the clear in a way, the most popular favourite player was there? Or oh, that, oh, that? Sorry, it's Colin Bellamy. <laughs> Colin Bellamy of the, um, <laughs> the second team. Sorry, I was going to say, like... I think that's the kind of team that yeah, Colin Bellamy up front. I think that's the class, and that's our second team. Our first team, this is all, of everyone who submitted, there was well over 50 submissions on Facebook and on a two-page Facebook page and our Twitter, AskTFWeeklyPods, please follow us if you listen. Um, so... Uh, all-time best team that Newcastle fans have got involved have seen play live. Uh, in goal, Shea Given. Right-back, Daryl Yanmas. Centre-backs, Colachini and Woodgate. Jose Enrique at left-back. Ginola, left-wing. Lee, Robert Lee and David Batty, centre-midfield. Right-midfield, who I'll come back to, Beardsley. And then Shearer and Ferdinand up front. Beardsley appeared in every position <laughs> across the front <laughs> yeah. six. So I've had, I've had to squeeze him in there somewhere because there wasn't there was a load of different submissions for right midfield, so I thought, well, because Beardsley, keep my hand, striker, off the striker, left midfield, centre midfield, Gaza was the same a little bit. So, yeah, Beardsley. So, out of all those players, lads, who was the most popular choice for the position? Beardsley. Country mile, can you guess? Was it Beardsley? It was not. Ginola? <laughs> uh, nope. Nah. Him and Robert were really close, actually. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, Shearer? No, it was Jonathan Woodgate. Let me just have a look. Jonathan Woodgate got 29 votes for centre back. If you consider the amount of tenor, I mean, we didn't have too many like Steve Howie, Stephen Taylor, Philip Albert. Yeah. Oh, um, no. You can totally yeah. understand why, why this is, can't you? Yeah. Well, we haven't had a, a wealth of brilliant centre halves, and Woodgate always sticks say. in your mind. Even though it was a short time period, it always sticks in your mind. As, as that year and a half he was here, he was just excellent. Yeah, and if you look at it, if you look at it though, um, the fact that the ninety five ninety six season, I mean, I know all the ninety six ninety seven like Keegan Era, you got Shearer and Ferdinand up front, and you've got Beardsley, Baddy, Lee, and Genoa who all played in that team. Yeah, and then the, the, the whole of the back five <laughs> have been pied. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's like a sign of the times. So the back five do make up people's apart from I was, was um, going to say they're probably in the second team, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. No, noticeable people that missed out who got a lot of votes. Uh, Warren Barry Venison and Warren Barton will come out of Venison and Abyss. Uh, Gary Speed got quite a few votes. 
Uh, Scott Parker got a couple. And uh, Chris Waddle also got a few as well as Jonas. So they just missed out on the team. So the county team now, I think, I think we'll all agree. Um, Andrew Hughes has just tweeted in with a late one saying his team has uh, given Debushi, Kolo, Woodgate, and Rike Solano could buy speed, Robert, Daya, Shira. I'm only 21, so no memory of Pedro. Same as Andrew, we're all 20, 25, 26. Yeah. Um, so we, we don't remember. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just just to take you through quickly, obviously I'll get your feedback on the team uh, that we've read out, kind of what you last think, and we'll compare it to the teams that we've gone for. Um, you know, uh, just kind of look at some of the more noticeable ones. There's a lot of discussion about from Mark Carruthers, half Mark. So that last. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just crack on, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mark, Mark Carruthers um, went on uh, Barry Venison, which is kind of a, a bit of a left field one, but then a lot a lot of people make Martin the true fade editor. Yeah. Um, you know, NUFC 1989 who's a, who's a friend of the show, all basically said that if he'd stuck about for the 95-96 season, that would probably win the league. I, like, I, I don't know what you love think, but I have no, I have no, like, I've never heard people talk him up. I've never yeah. heard people say he was absolutely class, but there are people saying Venison and Bracewell especially were absolutely top, uh, top for us for two or three years. Have you said anything like that? I mean, yeah, I mean, I've, well, it was just the, the stuff off the Twitter, so I was following it as well. Um, yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. I mean, to be honest, that... <laughs> I mean, obviously, I knew he'd played for Newcastle, but I, I knew him better from his um, the, the football show he used to do off the ball on ITV. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, I, I mean, I've never really... I, I thought he was just another of these sort of bang-average sort of pros that wasn't really up, up to much, but had managed to sort of scrape a, a, a sort of cameo appearance on, on a sort of TV show or whatever. But, um, yeah, no, by all accounts, I mean, he sounds like he was quite quite a good player. Um yeah, my dad raves about him. Raves about him. Well, yeah, I, I'm I'm far too young, still in my early twenties, to even know who Barry Venison is. So, you know. <laughs> I remember he's uh, he, he had long locks, didn't he, back in the day? Yeah, was, well, he one of the mullet, was he one of the mullet crew? I think one of the interesting points about Venison was that obviously we're, we're just about too young and really weren't really much invested in '95, '96 or that era. Yeah. Andy Cole, but we've heard plenty about them. So Barry Venison was a. Uh, you know, quite an interesting shot. And plus, like, quite a few lads on Twitter were saying he was just absolutely class, really great leader, great organiser, and really missed him. Did he go to Liverpool, did he? Or my... Are you really thing? asking us that question? What happened to Barry Venison and where is he now? <laughs> Barry, if you're listening, you know, get in touch. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll give you a shout we'd, out. We'd I mean, love to... <laughs> across these teams, you've got... Um, like massive Lee Beardsley and Buddy as as a midfield three. I know I know Mickey's a big David Buddy fan. Mickey, um, Mickey, go on. Um, the only Newcastle player to finish in consecutive PFA team of the years in the Prem. Yes, Mickey. So we, we all rem- remember your quiz. <laughs> well done, mate. Good question. It was a, good a very, question. very good question. Yes. <laughs> It's a relevant point, though. Like you don't get rubbish players in the team of the year twice in a row. Yeah, just just to clarify, Dodzy, Dodzy can't hear Mickey. So when Mickey's talking, then then Dodzy's talking there. It's because they can't hear each other. Yeah, uh, Mickey's just continuing to rave about how mint his quiz was. Don't. Just 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 quickly as well, um, Mark. I just want to give a shout out to Mark. If you had, I'm not going to make fun or criticise anyone selections, but he went for the extremely left field choice. Um, of the younger one, Bio at centre back. 
<laughs> well, I'm going to criticise that. That's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> He basically says a lot of against Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> no, to, yeah. to be fair to him though, that like it's it's not a ridiculous shout because the other alternatives, if you hadn't seen the likes of Woodgate or whatever, is Mike Williamson or Stephen Taylor, really. Yeah. So, and just on the same grounds, actually, if we're including people like Woodgate, you know, it doesn't really matter how long the stint was. If you thought they were an excellent player, and yeah. as you say, centre halves. I mean, Destan's another one that for his short period at Newcastle, yeah. you could say he was right up there in terms of how well he played for us. And, He's too much of a dafty though. This that exactly, can't exactly. stand him. Yeah, probably include Bassong within there as well. Although it... we did get relegated. Though. <laughs> well, a good, a good shout by Lewis Nick, uh, Lewis Nick, and uh, Louis Nick was a happy day at right back, and he he was yeah, he was in that terrible relegation team. He was absolutely superb. Yeah. Massive yeah. shame that he. Then again, well, I was talking to Lewis on Twitter about this through the RTF would be called account, and um. You could hold him against him that he left after the relegation and went to Vile of all places, but yeah. then he stayed there for like three years not playing on massive wages, so he's probably really contributed <laughs> to Villa's terrible fall over the past few yeah. years because they've had no money, so well done, Happy. Agent, he, Agent yeah. Bay. He's in his 30s and they were willing <laughs> to give him three years of ridiculous money. It's hard to say no. It's the it? fact that he stuck around there and then went to Doncaster Rovers or someone, wasn't it? Like... Yeah, it was terrible for them. C- can he drop, drop down the league that? It was like 36 by then, though. <laughs> I bet the fact that he went straight from Villa just shows how what a ridiculous <laughs> signing it was for them, really. just want to give um, Matt Stark's team a shot. He's gone Cerna Trek. He's one of the very few people who go Cerna Trek and go. Mm. Yeah, Matt, Dar- uh, Darren Peacock, a sole shot from Darren Peacock, Woodgate, Enrique, Solano, Lee, Beardsley, Jonas. Great to see Jonas in there. Shearer yep. um, and Cissé. I like the fact that Cissé is. I'm a big fan of Cissé's. He's got it's a mixture of Raj and Flair, which I think is a good show. I think that team wouldn't take any prisoners. Yeah, it's it's really um, hard. It's some of them. I mean, when you talk about Pav, it's hard to decide between who you like best and who generally was a better player for. Yeah. Shea Given was obviously our best goalkeeper for the last God knows how long. Well, just for the longevity, he was but, ten years. But he's, he was such a Judas, and he left it in such a bad way, and he always leaves a bit of taste in your mouth. But and Pav, he was always was, was a perfectly he? decent keeper, and everyone loves him. But yeah, yeah it, it's hard to make that decision. Pav came back as well, you know. It's just so should we discuss the the team made each individually? Then what was the first team? Read the first team out again, doggy. The first team in goal: Shea Given, right back. This is four four two. <laughs> Are you doing it deliberately? Uh, should we, like should we the just <laughs> in goal? Shea Given. <laughs> should we just talk about Given there? So who else had Given in their team? Yeah, so Given. Given, by the way, I, I, I didn't even bother counting up how far Given was ahead. Yeah. Um, because he was just so far ahead, and then yeah. Kroll came second comfortably. So yeah, so, so obviously I, I hate him because of what he because because of the way he left. Exactly, his career like most players that left Newcastle has only gone downhill since. I know. I think I've, I've had a few chats with you, Mickey. You kind of disagree slightly. You kind of think he's a bit of a legend, but I'm not on it. But I'm obviously in the minority. Well, I'm with you. I, I, I've I've never never like given from after the, when we went down. He, he jumped ship halfway through, and as you say, his career's done nothing but suffer since. And he, it, he, he left. He left when the kit with hands of uh, Steve Harper. <laughs> it's it's hard to remember him fondly just because of that. But if you really think back of how many times he got us out, you know, out out the dirt, and he and he really did put in some wonderful performances over the years. It's just a shame it had to end that way. And you think after nine and a half years or whatever it was, you wouldn't want it to end that way, but. Mm. Yeah, it was a bit of an uncertainty. But there's, there's no question in how, how great a goalkeeper he was for, for, for a period for Newcastle. Miggy, thoughts on Given? 
I totally agree with Ty. I think he's a Judas. He really, he, I've got him in my team because he clearly is the best keeper I've had. Um, but I, I don't like him. I, I don't remember him fondly. Yeah. Well, that goes pretty much what me and Dodzy thought. Yeah. Now, well, I mean, I, I went with Given as well. Um, just purely, as I said, I mean, I, I had him as one of my, my favourite signings. Just that, obviously, you've all said he, he left in pretty um, disgusting in a disgusting sort of manner. But um, the, the just for years, he was one of the, the few players that really stood out in the team. Um, I mean, some of the saves used to cut, and even the goals he conceded, he would made look like so much better just because he, he obviously a bit of a camera. Camera keeper. Well, it's just for the fact he was like five foot nine or five foot yeah. ten, wasn't he? Which is very small for a Premier League goalkeeper. But he and he just the stuff he could, could pull get up. up. But um, now nah, I mean I think the thing with Krull is that he he, had, he was brilliant for a year or two, um, sort of eleven, twelve season, maybe thirteen. But um, he's he's bit sort of the lack of competition there um, since really Rob Elliott's come into the club, um, it's just affected him. So I, I, I don't think and I don't think he's had a wide enough body of work to to really yeah, sort of I, I think challenge. Tim Falls definitely has the potential to be to be better than given and he, he may well be someday I mean he's had the last couple of years of, of being a goalkeeper with Mike Williamson in front of him <laughs> yeah. with Paul Dummett in front of him with James Perch in oh. front of him like yeah. really still, bad defenders he's still young you know he's already 26 yeah. he's exactly. very young for a goalkeeper Go, goalkeepers you know, do peak later. Awesome at 34 yeah I was going to say he could still have 10 more years for if he's Keeps himself. I think football manager will tell you that a goalkeeper peaks at the age of 32, so you know he's not even <laughs> halfway there. Yet. So who was uh, the left back then, Dodzy? You want to go left back? It was Jose Enrique, which again, considering that he was only here, like he basically what he signed 07 08, but hardly played. He got injured. He wasn't that good. He then played the next season when Cleveland came in. He wasn't ever present, and then he was only there in the relegation season. And the promotion season <coughs> again, we managed to get relegated with two really good fullbacks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so Jose Enrique just just picked John Beresford there. I mean, obviously John Beresford had a lot more success and didn't make derogatory comments about the club, true or otherwise, uh, when he left. So yeah, Jose Enrique lads. Yep. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll admit. Um, again, I'm probably a little bit too young for, to really appreciate John Beresford. Caught the latter end of his career. I remember watching the Champions League in '96, '97, and I do, you know, picture him as a, as a brilliant Newcastle fullback. But Jose Enrique, after that, is probably the, the best fullback I've seen uh, yeah. at Newcastle since I've been able to uh, go to St James's regularly. Um, I think it's a shame to include him in any team that doesn't include Jonas, though, because it. it it really was, it was about that left-hand side for the two years for the championship season and the year after we came back up. Those two were like just an outrageous partnership. The teams would come up against it and just would have nothing coming down the right-hand yeah, side yeah, yeah. because they were such such a good team. And uh, yeah, he was excellent. He was very good defensively, yeah, as well as going forward, which he don't often get. And I think that's why he probably deserves to be in there. No, I mean I, I remember it like I mean especially the season we came up. I mean I think. The, the the season of the championship did him and Colicini a lot of good because it sort of got them a bit more sort of tough tougher for the the season uh, for the Premier League coming up. I think the first season Colicini didn't really know what it was all about. It was a bit too fast for him, and just that year in the championship sort of got him a bit more like gal and yeah, a bit more now, I guess. And toughen them up. I don't know. Like the championship was such a walk for that squad. Like. No, no. But I just mean in terms of. They're obviously multi-million pound players going to the likes of I don't know like Portman Road or 
Scunthorpe. Exactly. Yeah. It's a big, big uh, sort of <laughs> change to, to what you used to in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, yeah. So not I'm not in terms... I mean, obviously, they probably would have... You, you don't really see many players like going through you in the Premier League as much as you used to, whereas in the Championship, it's probably still more bit that gritty sort of football. So yeah. just in terms of that. But I mean, Enrique, going back to Enrique, which was the point. I mean, I've never seen a player so like... Um, strong and, and quick just you never saw anyone if they tried to knock the ball around him it was just there was no chance they'll get into it yeah. he's yeah. so strong um, and as you, you say the, the, work, working of, um, in combination with Jonas just they, they never got um, no, nobody ever got sort of through that left side yeah just to add to that the, the thing that I loved about Enrique was what even under pressure in, in the left hand corner of the, of the pitch he never ever would give put the ball up for a corner <laughs> never ever put the ball up for a throw he would get past his man or get it clear or yeah, something. Yeah. He would never just take the easy option, yeah, but he'd, he wouldn't lose the ball either. He was just brilliant for that. Contrast to you know Danny Simpson, Mike Williamson, who just rid themselves of the ball as quick <laughs> as possible in any direction. <clears throat> Dazzy, what are your thoughts? Yeah, just um, echo you, lads. Really, what, what impressed me most about Enrique was that he wasn't a particularly tall bloke, especially for a defender, what, I think it was 5'10 or something like that. But he never got beaten in the air. He he was never out muscled. He he was superb going forwards. And like Sai says, even in the eleven twelve, I know um, Enrique and Dom and Santon came in. Everything went down the the left until Ben Arthur came into the team later on. But he was kind of playing in the four three three foot through that role. So yeah, it was that left side of Jonas Enrique, and I would include Colaccini playing left side centre back on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that those three there, that 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 kind of that part of the team that's the Spanish section, the Spanish yeah, sector, yeah. or Spanish-speaking sector, um, was just impenetrable and it was a, it was a massive uh, contribution to our kind of, you know, consolidation in 10-11 then. Good performance uh, in 11-12, so yeah, I think even though he was a bit of a, an idiot when he left, I think he's, I, I would love to see him, you know, he could still be playing for Newcastle now and still be yeah. cast into another one whose career has just plummeted since he left. He doesn't even, even get in the bench for the Liverpool sometimes. Yeah, yeah. No, especially when we've we've had sort of the likes of Paul Dummett playing there, who just isn't a left back. Um, but I mean, what's what I mean? You say well, about how Adam Biwa playing left back <laughs> yeah, half exactly. the season as well. I mean, what I suppose what surprised me most though is, as you said, there, Dodgy was so good going forward, but he's he didn't really contribute with assists or many goals or anything, did he? I mean, for for many left backs do, to be fair. No, nah, well, I suppose I suppose you look at someone like Baines as being your or whatever, like being your top ones. But yeah, no, nah, it's fair enough. <laughs> I think I do remember Jose's remember. first goal for Newcastle, and it, him, he just Forest. ran. Was it, oh no, it was in the Championship season, wasn't it? Yeah, it was second, one of the last games of the season. I can't remember. Dodzy, can you enlighten us? No, I can't remember. Yeah, it, I, I just remember him been running straight to Jonas. They were both, both yeah, so excited that he scored. <laughs> yeah. Go on then. Should we move, should we move on? Bear in mind, I can't hear Mickey. What yeah. do you have to say? Mickey's not said a word for a while. You're still there, Mickey. <laughs> still here. What yeah. do you think of Enrique? He's a Judas. Oh, <laughs> you, all of the players on these lists, most of them are going to have left at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can probably save on Mickey's comments then. Uh. <laughs> now go on, Mickey. Have you got, should, you, you, should we record you, this and just play the quick clip? Sort of. What, what do you think of him, Judas? Right, move on. Now, join in. Left-sided centre back. Hang on a second, I want to have my say. Hang on, hang on Dotty, yeah. hang on, Dotty. He, he wants, he wants to have a go. <clears throat> because he, he was quite clearly the best left-back we've had when he was at Newcastle, much the same as Bernard. Yes. Like, totally, totally fell away when he left. 
but he didn't have to leave like a, he didn't have to leave in the manner that he did. He didn't have to say what he said. He, he, in fairness, he was probably, although he was proved wrong, the sentiment behind what he said was right. But why say it? Yeah. Like we, as as a group of fans, we loved him. There was no need. There was yeah. no need to go in that manner. Was, and for that was, reason, I I wouldn't have him anywhere near the team. It was sticking the, the yeah, it was the worst bit, of the lot. It was sticking the boot into the club, and obviously a bit of a. Like you say, a bit of a taking the mick out of the fans almost. Slap like, oh, you, you, you aren't, there's no point in playing for you. It's like, yeah, you're right. It was, again, soured what could have been an excellent career for him just if he yeah. stayed. I mean, I think it's one of those, it, just, it was just a lot of... He's been absolutely rubbish since he left as well. Yeah. Like, absolutely <laughs> rubbish. I know, his first season at Liverpool, he was perfectly... I good. hope he goes somewhere terrible. <laughs> I hope he ends up at, like, West Brom and getting relegated <laughs> or something like that. Oh, Dodgy, if you could hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, yeah, I've got no idea what you're saying. Go nice. on then, we'll move on to centre-halves. Just last word on it, Enrique. Obviously, he also deserves a, lot, deserves a lot of credit for basically playing the comedian when uh, he returned with Liverpool this season and finished above the master made his comments uh, and had to go and go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that was one of the best games. I, I, th- I, but, thought, <laughs> I thought you were going to go in a different direction there and uh, discuss his um, that photo he tagged of uh, Ranger, right, do you remember? I was I was thinking about bringing that up then, but I think it'll be difficult for it. I just appreciate the the comedy and that situation. I think that was the early days of Instagram. I think Enrique was an Instagram pioneer. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, yeah. So uh, left sided centre back uh, for Bruce Colaccini comes in really close between him and Albert. Probably the, one of the closest uh, races for first and second team positions. So yeah, everyone has put a caveat. Anyone who who chose Crow and Toa and Parker. Have the same caveat where we trying for one or two seasons, and with Colo, it's kind of from 2010 to 2013. Yeah. Many people have said this, and it's one. Of, this is one of the things which um, I can't remember who. It might have been there with Green Street. I don't know if you were there with the side. Maybe you would have been there. The Derby won all under O'Neill. The Matlands were under O'Neill, and um, Kabye scored at their place, and then we went down to ten men with Tio to get him sent off, which wasn't a red card. Um, but apologies, the performance that day was the best performance I've ever seen on a football pitch by any player. Yeah, yeah. Like away at the moment he was just he was just so good. So that full out performance alone gets in for me. And I'm sure for many other people it's a shame to see a decline like you say Si. I think it could be really good next season alongside a proper footballer. Um yeah. not Williamson so we'll see what happens but I, yeah, Colo's I mean, got in there. He is he is thir- is he thirty three now? You'll you'll turn thirty four in this coming season and if if there's any rumours in this pod you wanting to, to snap him up, I would be okay with that as long as that means, right, we've got to go out and get another fresh centre-half and, and start again. Almost Colaccini is in the twilight of his career. Yes, I don't think he's he's finished, as some people would the say. Newcastle would love to sell him. You're left in this contract, there's five money from. Oh, yeah, well, exactly, exactly. Be, and like 80 grand a week off the wage bill as well. I can understand if there was a plan. Obviously, I don't ever want to see Williamson playing in the Premier League, <laughs> especially with the players we've signed. Like, it just... It undoes all the the good work if we're if we're sitting starting games with Mike Williamson, but I can understand. What do you reckon the new lad? What do you reckon the new lad? And then what do you reckon you'll make of Mike Williamson? What do you turn the fuck And every time that the team attacks, Mike Williamson standing behind them, <laughs> <laughs> just pointing, pointing at him. You can get them. Yeah, point. yeah. ridiculous, isn't it? It's, it's, it that's that's going to be that's probably going to be his biggest culture shock. Thinking like, hang on a minute, is this not a Premier League player? But yes, as you say, Dodzi, if Colaccini does stay around, I'm sure he's capable of having another excellent season as long as he's not lumbered with Williamson, with, with Paul Dummett on his left-hand side, Williamson on his right. As long as we're not left in that situation, which at the minute still seems possible, a week to go till the season starts. Um, nah, I think, um, I mean, 
Dummett, to be honest, was injured towards the end of last season. I don't know that Williamson would have played as much at centre back if Dummett had been been fit for the oh, definitely have Stephen Taylor, but yeah, still. Yeah. So you you would think McLaren's not gonna uh put put them above them them lads. And I, to be honest, I'd I'd probably take um if, if there was any injuries, I think Taylor and Dummett probably would do a decent enough job um in, in the Premier League next season as as cover. Like obviously you wouldn't yeah. want them all season but I think they're they're probably at that level of the, the sort of lower echelons of the league, but we'll we'll see how it goes. I think, do you want to see what Mickey thinks about Woodgate as well? So we'll go on the, everyone's gone, as I said before, Woodgate round side to Mickey Colo and Woodgate as a central defensive partnership. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Um, people are starting to forget how good Colicini was, particularly the season we came fifth. He was the best, I think he was the best defender in the league. He had a shout yeah, for the best player in the league I, that I, season. I agree. Phenomenal. Yeah. Um, absolutely. It's a shame that he's dropped off a bit. I know you lot think it's just because of Williamson. I don't. I don't think it's just because of Williamson. Williamson makes him look bad, and he, but he is also getting into his late thirties. He's not quite as quick. He's not quite as you know as brilliant as he was three years ago. But I would say Williamson makes him look bad. He definitely does. I don't know though. He still had some brilliant games last season where he does things where he'll just t- take a ball off a player and, and mug him off, and just he still looks class. Yeah. But it's it's just the fact that he's. He's having to carry Mike Williams on his back for 90 minutes. <laughs> carry on, Mickey. What we go on? And Woodgate, I think, is one of the best defenders I've ever seen play. I think his career is a massive shame. Injury cost him, and, and probably England as well, one of the best centre-backs I think that would have, that would have played. I think he would have been the best, the best English centre-back of our generation if he'd stayed fit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you'll find anyone... a joy to watch. I don't think you'll find anyone who watched that season... Uh, well, the two seasons he was here, or the one and a half seasons he was here, that would disagree on Woodgate. It was just watching a game with him in defence and then watching a game without him in defence. There was just two different classes of football going on there. Like a different team, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was. He was incredible. For, for Just for that short period of time, because as you say, his career like just dwindled after that and he was never fit. And I don't know how many clubs he's played for since, but it's, it's, it is a real shame, as you say. Yeah. Yeah, Dodgy. Right back, uh, Daryl Yanmat was pretty much a, a clear, a clear winner. Steve Watson got a lot of votes apart from them too. I mean, like I think Warren Barton got a couple of votes on the old Facebook. Um, <laughs> I don't understand. Really interesting, by the way. Two face Facebook. I, I can't get on the internet while I'm on the phone, so I'm really, I'm really sorry to the lad who who said this because he comments some really good points. When we signed Warren Barton, he was the most expensive defender in the world. I remember that, yeah. Like 4.6 million, yeah. which in theory, if you think about it, means that he was like the best defender in the world. And the, the lad on, 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 on True Faith Facebook, I mean, if one of you want to have a look now, so I can give him his, his due, <laughs> um, and name him, he made a really good point now. He was kind of the Williamson of his day, but obviously a far superior player. Um, <laughs> Like, you've got a lot of stake off the crowd. I mean, that, it's, it's before our time, totally, isn't it, lads? So we don't know, but I, yeah. I put this on the two-faced face of Gurney. My dad absolutely hated Warren Barton. <laughs> he was in the city world of, of players I didn't like. And, um, like, I kind of, when I was really, really young, I hit home and was right on five lines. We were doing some kind of, like, what's the most ridiculous place you've ever seen a footballer? You know, and like the, the, I think that like one bloke ran up and it was like the next sale at four AM at Silverlink. If it was built back then, I don't know. Um, waiting in line for the furniture sale and DFS or just places 
God just immediately really pleasing himself playing around until I saw Warren Barton playing right back in the castle. Um, <laughs> so that, that was that was what he thought of him and he kind of he was the blue boy of the day. There's a few people and I'll tell you what actually when 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 the lads on there, the two page Facebook page put Barton at right back, I thought they meant Joey. I was trying to think <laughs> he's never played right back in Newcastle and it, that's that's how few people like no one's called Warren Barton at right back in Newcastle. Um so yeah, Steve Watson was second and Darrell Darrell Yamat uh clearing away favourites. So what the, the interesting thing for me, obviously you have Matt's class. Newcastle were so abhorrent last season. He had Matt's stock is so high. So he's obviously a really good player. That's kind of interesting for me. Not many of these players in this in this lineup have played in Newcastle teams that'll finish with less than forty points. Um, yeah, he's excellent. And the thing I like about Yama is his ability to talk to the media after we're getting hammered. And when when the likes of Carver speaking, it's just going to be an embarrassment. Yanmat was able to come out and give a, a really fair interview and, and really analyse the game and and admit our faults and, and all that. He's just he's a, he's a sound bloke as well. And it's I'm really looking. That should be Colachini's job. That annoys me. Yeah, you're, prob- you're probably right. You just want Yanmat to be here for the next. Five years, don't you? Yeah, I yeah, really, I really hope class. he develops and, and, and sticks around because he looks like a really, really good player. I mean, he was pretty much for a lot of the games last season. He was our only real attacking threat, which is saying something for a right back. Yeah, but he's 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 just he's he's confident enough to get forward. Um, whether that's sort of putting faith in Williamson that he'll be all right behind him, but yeah. uh, just 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 qu- quickly on Warren Barton, the most expensive defender ever. Well, at the time, ever bought. Do you reckon that's what Joe Kinnear told Mike Ashley? When he said, "Right, make me the uh, yeah. the, the, the transfer <laughs> transfer chief," I can get. I got the most money ever for Warren Barton. And he was like, <laughs> no, you didn't. Right, <laughs> you tr- you see how much you can get for goodbye, and then uh, <laughs> I reckon I reckon that was part of his selling point. No, listen, Mike, I've got this. Do you reckon? Do you reckon Joe Kinnear's like mind is stuck in nineteen ninety five, where like money is the same value that it was back then? <laughs> yeah, so like he goes in, he goes into places and like pints are still like one pound thirty, and just like a look at the bank. So when he was doing the deal for like, a buy, twenty million would have been a world record fee. Yeah, but obviously <laughs> not He's going in the pub. <laughs> he thinks a pint's one thirty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, right, <laughs> right wing dogs. Sorry, are we, are we moving on? Right, right, right winger. Yeah, we'll move on. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll make you first then. Since he went left side first, this player was again clearing away favourite. Um, Janola practically got in every team. Um, so yeah, lad, Mickey, I don't know what you think, Janola. Got in every team. What about Robert? He was on the second team. But Ginola was a lot of people said Ginola was one of their the favourites. Yeah, he was clear clear favourite for left wing for Newcastle. Ginola. That's fair. To be honest, when I when I chose Obera, I, I did it just because of the ludicrous goals. Um, I think it, it's hard to pick between those two. I know we didn't see that much of Ginola because we were still a bit young, but yeah, oh, we were a little bit young for Ginola. But um, I mean, I I also went for a bear, Mickey, but. I will admit that the very first Newcastle shirt I got with a name and number on the back was the um, sort of maroon and blue hooped shirt <coughs> with Ginola 14, and I did absolutely buzz off him. You know, I was only like eight years old, and he, I, I do remember how class he was. But yeah, he scored a mint goal against Ferenc Vakos or something like that. Ferenc Vakos, yeah. Um, 
and I do just he's another player who like like all the ones that you've mentioned so far, Mickey, who I would never call him a Judas, but it just he left far too early in his Newcastle career. And it's it's so... I mean, I would, that's very hard to call him to know they were Judas. I mean, I don't know the background but Darryl Greaves did not like him. I know that much. Darryl Greaves yeah. was desperate to get rid of him, so I don't think you can blame him. You can probably blame him for some of the comments he made afterwards about the city and the club, but certainly, yeah, I think, you know, if he, at the end of the 95 96 season, this is in Denola's autobiography, um, Barcelona tried to buy him, and Kevin Keegan just said, no, I'm sorry, like, David, you can't, you can't leave, you're too important. We're going to win the league next year. And Denola feels very cheated that Keegan left, rightly or wrongly, because obviously, what a move that would have been that the team Barcelona had at the time. Ronaldo was, was playing. It was under Bobby Robson, yeah. actually. Ronaldo um, and other players were, you know, absolutely out of this world. So, yeah, I think that's very harsh. No, yeah, I absolutely... Just to clarify, I didn't say I'd call him a Judas. I said I definitely wouldn't call him a Judas, but he is, it was... A <laughs> so, so you did call him a Judas? <laughs> I said it's a bit of a shame, like a lot of these players that we are calling Judases, that his, his Newcastle career ended so swiftly because... He's another one that if he'd stayed just a couple more years, he would be a real, real legend. And like you say, he could have been part of a, a league-winning team and, and all that kind of... Silence. <laughs> and that was it, really. I, I was not calling David Ginola a Judas. Sorry, I just presumed Mickey and called him a Judas because he called someone else a Judas. No, no, oh, so you thought me... For the listeners, because I'm in Spain... I'm on the phone. I can't hear Mickey. Mickey I've got no idea what he's saying. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Really about people being Judas. No, he has. Hang on. He's, he's I'm not Judas. having this. I definitely, definitely didn't call Ginola a Judas. No, no, no. He's, he's mentioned. I'm not having that. He's mentioned the word Judas a few times so far, but yeah, no one's called Ginola <laughs> a Judas. Sorry, David. We all love you. We all love you. This yeah. is this is finest quality radio. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, anyone else on Janola, Ben? Do you have much of a memory of him? Uh, I remember his goal against, I think it was Ferenc Faros in the UEFA <laughs> Cup. <laughs> where you were talking about that, Ben? Uh, yeah, no, 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 that's, that's my only memory of him. Have that's you, what I'm have saying. You, oh, you, yeah, don't, we're laughing at Dodgy. Mickey just said that before. <laughs> Uh, Never mind. When you listen back, it'll be really funny, Dodzy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's literally my only recollection of just thinking how good a goal that was. But uh, no, he was obviously a good player, but um, before my time, I think. Yeah. All right, Chua, go on. We'll move on. Go on to the other winger. I'm going to go to the other winger, okay. And we'll have to put Beardsley in front of the wing because like, there's so many submissions from just across the whole of the midfield. Come on, centre mid, right, right, left mid, up front, off the striker. So we'll stick them in right midfield. You know, there's probably people shouting at the phones now, having people listening saying, "Here's the right wing." Like, <laughs> you'd never play there. <laughs> we don't know. I never, I, I never saw him play, so, so I don't know. But yeah, lads, you know, obviously he's an absolute legend, and the kind of how strongly people feel about his connection, I might ask you tells you how revered he was as a player. And obviously, he played for Everton uh, when they were winning titles. He played for one of the best ever coaches ever. He's one of England's best ever players. So, some player. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um... Again, a little bit before time, and obviously we've all seen season reviews from back in the day, and, and how brilliant he was. And he, he's one of the kind of one of those wonderful players that probably doesn't get spoken about as much. And yeah, he wasn't um, a media darling, and he he was never kind of in the public eye as much as, as you'd think for someone as, as good as he was. But anyone who you know in my family or or anyone I speak to who was around, you know, in you know watching football in the 80s and early 90s can't can't 
say en- enough about, about him, him about how how talented he was. I mean, it's just his dribbling, his dribbling skill. I mean, the, he just beat players so easily. Um, yeah, it just made them look like idiots. I mean, the, the only time I've when you see the sort of the the video footage of him just gliding past players is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. He's one. He's just head down, like his eyes are always on the ball, yeah, yeah. but no one was getting it off him. Like. He knew. He knew as well, though. Like he was just one of those players that had the ability. Just knew where everybody would be. So yeah, yeah. brilliant cross the ball and everything. Now it's quality. The only time I've seen Peter Beardsley live was actually <laughs> the, the Masters tournament. <laughs> so watching him just run rings around loads of like fifty-year-old blokes. <laughs> he was still class then, mind. Lads, can I give you a stuff? Go on then. I think um, you know all the billions probably spent on you. Aguero's and your Jekos and your Suarez's and you know the Dino Rears and all these joke managers spending absolute fortunes the most prolific strike partnership in Premier League history is Beardsley and Cole Peter Beardsley and Andy Cole with 55 goals between them in the 94-95 season I think I've heard a few people try to belittle that because the Premier League was still 22 teams at the time however Beardsley missed I don't know how many games he missed loads of games at the start of that season with a broken so it's, like if you look at the games they played together, it's it's actually the equivalent um, of a Premier League season. Fifty five goals, can you? Fifty five. Did we even score fifty five goals last year? I don't think <laughs> yeah. we did. I'm almost certain we didn't. <laughs> mental. Yeah. Fifty five goals between two players. 55. Especially oh, for, a, for a club that's just just come up as well. Sort of. You, you, yeah, wouldn't, you, wouldn't, a, you wouldn't expect. You, you wouldn't expect any of the clubs coming up this year to have anything sort of that sort of success, would you? Well, that would never happen again. goals between our clubs <laughs> this year. <laughs> Mickey, what were you going to say? Sorry, mate. I think Beardsley is the best player we've ever had. The best? Go on. I think he's the best player, best player we've ever had, the most talented player I've ever seen. The best like, player we've ever had? Go, go on, you'll have to explain yourself. <laughs> I, I think he's the most talented player I've ever seen play live, and I'd have him in any position in midfield or up front yeah, ahead of anyone else. Did you get to see many games with Beardsley? Loads. Yeah. I was a mascot with Beardsley. I had a season ticket when I was like four or five. Yeah, go on. Keep keep telling the story. So Beardsley was my hero. I'd just moved house and one thing that I moved in was a birthday card from Peter Beardsley from when I was like four or five. Really? One of my prized possessions. That's absolutely class, Mickey. Yeah, he's, he's my absolute hero. All-time favourite footballer. Did he get in your team then? Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, he did. <laughs> where, uh, where did you put him, though? Put him in centre mid. Like, you could literally play him anywhere. Him in. No, I think centre mid was easy to fill, so I think the fact that you've put him there is, is, a, is a bit of respect for him. Fair enough, Mickey. Right, Dodgy, next one. I'll just give you quickly my Peter Beasley anecdote, which has nothing to do with football. <laughs> when, back in 2010, when I just left uni and just went back to the North East um, I woke up one morning absolutely hanging and like three missed calls on my phone from the same number. And I was like, who, who, who the hell wants this? Right on back. Hello, it's Peter, it's Peter Beardsley here. Hello, Peter. <laughs> You're all right? He went, I've got good news. Because um, England, I'm a big cricket fan. England were playing Pakistan at uh, Durham in a one-day game. He went, I've got, I've got four oh, yeah. tickets for you and your mates to meet Graham Swan and Graham Swan's doing this and that. I think Mickey, you, I can't hear your response to this, obviously, Mickey, but <laughs> we went to the match. Um, yeah, I came as well. Hi, Graham Swan. Did you come as well? Did you? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Peter Beardsley's, because my dad had been at some kind of um, auction for the uh, uh, charity foundation Peter Beardsley's involved in. Uh, yeah, so Peter Beardsley rang with four cricket tickets. Strangest <laughs> phone call ever. Strangest phone call ever. Moving on. 
Pretty, I'm just going to check my tally here. Clearing away pretty much were, yeah, um, David, Paddy, and Robley. I mean, honourable mentions to Gaza came really close. Obviously, he got the second team. Uh, Gaza came close. Uh, Speed, Gary Speed got a few. Scott Parker got one. Um, Scott Parker. And uh, probably Kabai <laughs> was the closest. I, I can't understand. Just spin around in the centre circle. Yeah, I can't <laughs> understand that Scott Parker. It's just, <laughs> it's bizarre. <laughs> I mean, he was superb, Scott Parker, the first year. That one year he had before he got to big because Booty was absolutely class. But, um, I just can't think yeah, of him like, having good games. I'm sure it happened, but... No, he did. Like, he was all over. He was just, he was really, honestly, he was really good. I, I, I think he's a really average player now, and well, obviously he is now because he's getting on. But he, he basically, like, for much of his career, um, but too much acclaim shouldn't have been in the England squad in 2012, let alone the team, basically just by playing for London clubs. Yeah. But he was excellent for Newcastle last first season, I think, in 05 or 06. But yeah, Liam Bartley, lads, what do you think? Rob Lee is an absolute shoo-in. Um He's a what? A shoo-in. A shoo-in. Oh, shoo-in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Um, I don't think much more really needs to be said about Rob Lee. He was just class. He had, he had the wall. Yeah, the best thing about Rob Lee is obviously just when that, that whole period went with, with Woodhull and his career was, was seemingly sort of done in. And then his revival with Robson was just as class. And then, you know, by the time he was retiring, he'd, he'd put in 10 years, is it, for Newcastle? Did he get a testimonial? Probably did I. Yeah, he had a testimonial. But um, there's not many players now. I mean, you can say Shola, but but 10 solid years for Newcastle. When was the last time that happened after Shearer? Doesn't happen a lot, does it, in this yeah. modern, day, modern age? But yes. Shola doesn't count in that either because he, I like, as much as I love Shola, he was terrible for. <laughs> Nine and three quarters of those years. I, I did try and ship them off countless times, and yeah. no, nobody would take them off for hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Robley and David Bite again. I mean, obviously, we know that the, the seasons became second. David Batty, he was the kind of the the Claude McAlealy of, of his era, wasn't he? he? Was the that that solid central midfielder who could win the ball off anyone and just free up the rest of the midfield. You could always rely on him, just like being there as, as, the, as the the original anchor man, as you will. And then Rob Lee, just you could pick out any pass, couldn't he? Yeah, that, that, you can't look past that midfield. I mean, we've had some cracking players over the years, but centre mids, even the limited uh, number of games I've seen those two play. I mean, the fact that they were obviously the, the sort of the partnership that nearly won with the title as well, sort of yeah, the body of work that did that speaks volumes, doesn't it? I mean, we've not really had any sort of top top players like them too. Um, I mean, it's a bit of a shame, I suppose, that Lee didn't really get more more of a crack in England, really. But that's just yeah, yeah. Dodzy? Yeah, uh, my thoughts. I, I didn't see too much of Barty and Lee, but I remember our mate Green Street used to idolise David Barty as a kid. Um, <laughs> even even had number four painted on his bin. Like in a black and white horse, you know, was number four. Um, Aye, so yeah, and Robley obviously again didn't say too much of him, but if you think there was that uh, Euro '96 team England had, which was so good, um, and the the players that had some really experienced players, um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Oh, it was Gazza and Ince, wasn't it? Yeah, you had Jordi Gazza playing centre midfield, Ince. You had David Class who was playing for Arsenal and, and uh, playing really well for them. 
had a lot of really good players. There were some more who, who I think of who you know really good players. And probably was very unlucky to. I mean, I think going into the tournament, he was actually in the team, and an injury kind of gave one his own down and not or someone a chance. So yeah, he was really high. I know he was a bit unlucky with him, but he was around the national team '96, '98, even 2000. But you know, when England, even though they didn't achieve too much, were you know were a superb selection of players to pick from. He got a lot of goals from Newcastle as well, and he's still really well liked by a lot of uh, you know Newcastle fans. I think they, they were by far and away the only players who, who would get those slots. Um, a quick mention for a few other players that missed out. That even though only one or two people um, picked them, I don't want to say this to sound rude, but the people of a certain era who aren't old but certainly a bit older than us. <laughs> um, yeah. They've so just got better memories, Dugger. They've just got better memories. Yeah, that's it. Um, he, he, his team was given Craig at right back. That's cons, you know. That's my like. I've always been exposed to don't know who that is. Woodgate, Colo, Barrisford, Egon Keegan, which that tweet led to loads of Keegan love from people. Obviously, if you saw him play, um, absolutely buzzing. Egon Keegan, Gascoigne, Lee Waddle. Quite a few shots for Chris Waddle as well. He was supposed to be absolutely class. Um, and then Beasley and Shearer up front. But the crack, you know, that crack about um, Keegan. The, we all loved Keegan growing up, and I remember the day he was named Castle Manager in 2008. Was, I was so happy that he came back. I actually travelled back from uni for the Stoke Cup replay, you know, proper <laughs> fan, <laughs> um, when Nigel Pearson was in charge. And like we had that vision of him, and we absolutely loved him because of what he'd achieved as manager the first time. But can you imagine how highly would view him in, you know, in our estimation if we'd seen him as a player? And there's a lot of stuff going through our Twitter through the week about how he was just absolutely class for Newcastle. And even though he was, he was getting on a little bit in years, he was still by far and away one of the best players most who saw live ever played. So, you know, we've got to mention Keegan Bill. Yeah, was he, um, was, he, was he the first million pound signing or something as well? No, that was uh, Jerry Francis one, I think. I don't even know who Jerry Francis is. Jerry Francis is the assistant manager with the two hair. Yeah, you're right. That never changes. Even he's, he's completely bald, but somehow has long hair. As well. Oh, that's class. I remember. Yeah, I know exactly. The mid-nineties, the hair, the grey, the same style. You're not gonna. That's class. But I think. We'll have to crack on because we're now a little bit. But up front, yeah, it was no surprise. Shearer and Ferdinand. My shouts of Barr and Carroll. No one else even mentioned them. <laughs> I, I really enjoy watching them, Barr and Andy Carroll. Yeah. Um, up front, I, I, just, I mean, apart from Bellamy and Cole, there was just no else. It was just Shearer and. Uh, oh, you said someone said Cece, didn't they? Yes. Oh, I forgot. I forget who. Cece, uh, actually, a lot on Twitter. I can't even, it's asked B-X-R-G-E-S-S, I don't know how you pronounce that. He actually went for Cissé and Martins. Um, Cissé and Martins? Uh, and he also went Ben Arthur. Martins? Ben Arthur, right, I didn't think about him, but when he was good, Ben Arthur, he's one of the best team players I've ever seen live, so yeah. I probably should have been with him. But yeah, I'm just having a quick look. Cissé actually appeared quite a few times, I said, like three or four times. He bear, bear in mind what had kind of 50 people do this, so... I was going to say, I reckon that's probably the more younger, younger followers, isn't it? Um, if you, if you, no, no, no. If, I mean, if, if obviously, if you sort of missed the, the show years or whatever, you would say, say, saying, likes of Bar, probably two of the better 
better strategies we've yeah, had. Definitely, but even if you think like last last fifteen years, of, apart from Shearer, and maybe if you if you include Bellamy in that, what what are the strikers? I mean, Cisse is excellent. He's yeah, better yeah. than Martins. He's better than that kind of people. He's better than your Vadukas. Better than Mike alone ever was for us, you know. Mm-hmm. Cisse is. Was Owen got no no shots, fortunately. Owen, um, Owen got zero shots. Yep, zero. Um, <laughs> but just just to give a couple of last, Graham Graham Chater at GDC seventy three. He went Carol with Shearer. Um, Marcus Shearer went Ben Arthur off Shearer, uh, and who was? I just wanted to point someone else out. Yeah, actually Beardsley was probably the most popular, but we couldn't have him in every position. <laughs> loads of people that would be Shearer up front. Um, so Beardsley was probably the second, well, the third favourite behind Ferdinand and Shearer. I'll just quickly say why I didn't include Shearer. Obviously, I love Shearer's last legend. Um, but I, I kind of, I, I got to go to matches by myself and he made Green Street of um, age 12 and 13 for the first time in 0102, 0203, but he, which when he was good, but he wasn't as good as he had been 96, 97 or you know, so you know, Andy Carroll for that what year, and Demba Bar for the eighteen months were just so far and ahead of anyone else that played for us at the time, and so important to the team. I, I thought we'd go with them. But yeah, last what's going? Why, why don't you just talk, Mickey? Why don't you talk us through um, Shearer and Ferdinand? Go on, I just think the Shearer is a step above anyone up front. Um, uh, I think Shearer is still a step above everyone, even in 2004. I know what you're saying, Dodds. We didn't really get to appreciate him in his in his absolute in best his years. Hang on, hang on. I can hear you clearly now. Where have you been? <laughs> you can hear Mickey. Yeah, I can hear him really clearly. <laughs> For the oh, first well. time, 53 minutes into the show. <laughs> <laughs> right, crack on, Mickey. Um, and Ferdinand, like. <laughs> individually, Shearer and Ferdinand were both absolutely brilliant, and then together there was just something else. That strike partnership did not last long enough, and I think it would have been regarded as one of the best ever to play the game. Like the, they were both individually powerful, like strong, great in the air, great on the floor, put the ball in the net consistently. They're both an absolute handful. Can you imagine? Like imagine as a defender, knowing you you had to mock Shearer and Ferdinand. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean that—that that was it. That whoever, was it. whoever it is that's put the call up for Martins to be in our <laughs> greatest ever eleven, yeah, should Martin. literally never be allowed to talk about football again. <laughs> Dodgy, Dodgy, did you say you can hear Mickey now or not? Have we lost Dodgy? <laughs> yeah, he should still be there. Well, Peter, have lost him. Yeah, I, well, I, I agree. Martins is Martins is a very, very wild shout. Um, but what Dodgy was saying there about Shearer. Um, 2002-3, Shearer and Bellamy up front. Every every home game I went to that season, I knew one of them was going to score, and I thought Shearer was was right at the top of his game again for that for that year, maybe the following <coughs> year. And then, of course, you know, from about 2005 to his retirement, he was a, a bit of a more of a a backseat role in terms of he didn't play every game and he was still, still important, but you couldn't really yeah. rely on him to get the, the 20 plus goals that. He still offered. Did. He still offered a lot, though. But I'd um, still say that during our era of watching Newcastle, Shearer was the best striker we could possibly have ever seen, and probably ever will see. He's one of the few as well that's been able to adapt his game as he's got older. So obviously, when he was younger, he's a bit more about his pace and things like. That, but he just adapted to that, and then sort of dominated in the air for the, the latter years. Um, and he was Wait, just I mean, so strong. I, I was I was there for the Everton game in two thousand and two. Yeah, just, that, you know, that, that goal. stupid goal. I still I can still picture. The, the 
at the age of 12, the near heart attack I had, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I, I nearly fainted because I'd, I'd never seen, obviously I'd only been there, like, I had, you know, it was halfway through my first season ticket, hadn't really seen loads of like brilliant goals or anything like that. And I'd never known what it was like to witness firsthand such an event and the adrenaline and, and what goes on. I think I had to have a good sit down <laughs> after that goal and like, <laughs> gather me thoughts because it, <laughs> it was just something else. <laughs> Uh, Dazzy, you still there? Oh, yeah. So, um, do you want to quickly... I think that's we've covered everyone from the, the, the well, listeners' team. Well, Ferdinand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, no, we'll have it, actually. M- Mickey's sort of done for <laughs> Ferdinand, but we can, like, I mean... The, best, the second best ever Newcastle striker by our Twitter followers, and he's just buying it. Uh, M- well, M- we've, we've only got, got five it. minutes. We've only got five minutes, so be quick. <laughs> be quick. Me? Mickey did cover it, but if you want to say some more, go on, because you wouldn't have heard it. No, no, I just think Ferdinand, the fact he played three castles for two years, yet he's still so loved, is, again, is just a testament to how, how good a player he must have been. I, I never saw him play live, or can't mm-hmm. remember seeing him play live. I probably yeah. went to a match when I was a kid. But, um, yeah, and I just think overall, our team's absolutely class. I, I know this is a bit of a claim, but give me a Man United team, <laughs> give me an Arsenal team, that's as good as that lot. And I think. Well, um, I'm sure you probably could, but I know what you're saying. We could match. We could match no, any club's best team, can we? Yeah, just oh, for ability and that. That team's got everything. If you look at Lee and Batty in the midfield providing the platform for Danilo, Beardsley, Yama, and Rike to get forward to sports here in Ferdinand. Yeah, and then you've got yeah, R- you've got Robert and Bellamy to come off the bench, like you know. And then also, yeah, Robert and Bellamy, Aniko, um, Philip Albert. If you need someone to score from a corner or something, <laughs> I don't know. Um, and Tim Crowe to come on and save a pen in, in extra time if need be. <laughs> 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 That's tickled Mickey Dodds just in case. <laughs> who's the worst shouting? Who, apart from Martins, which is just ridiculous? Who's who's suggested the worst player? I'll just repeat that for you, Dodds. Mickey's asking who's been the worst shout that you've seen, apart from Martins, who Mickey's already pointed out was a ridiculous shout. I'm not. I don't want anyone else. I'll not name them right. <laughs> but I've, I've seen a few. I'll just go back to, back on the Twitter now. But first of all, Glenn Ashcroft, who's a friend of the show, who tweets all the time, I appreciate him, but he, he actually tweeted in Newcastle's lineup this season, I presume by accident, maybe that will be. <laughs> I, think, I think he's misunderstood. I when he saw said. Um, Bamber, who I don't know, I, I, maybe he's been across the belt to see him play, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yes, bad, 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 bad shouts. Well, obviously, um, I think Yangram B was a bad shout. Yeah, that's a terrible well, shout. I know, I know what you were saying, you kind of, you kind of, you stood up uh, before, but yeah, you know, is, a, is a bar shout for best in Castle centre back we've seen play live. Um, I think uh, Debucci mentioned a few times, and he was Debucci just played at a time where Newcastle was a nothing club in the party. Yeah. I just think putting him as best ever right back ahead of um, Yama is, is madness. Um, Completely agree. Well, I I agree, but we're, we're not really any more of a club than we were two years ago with Debucci in the team. But I understand what you're saying. Well, at least we were rubbish last year. At least we were fighting against relegation yeah. compared to just uh, chugging the log. I mean, I've probably put what my shout originally, my original team put on Twitter, I put to you today, 2010-12, but even then, a fraction of the ability. That's, that's some of the lads are talking about. <laughs> yeah, so that yeah. was a bad by me. I mean, um, my right back... I have to say, one lad went for... <laughs> some being attacked by a fly. Uh, one, one lad... <laughs> Went for James Milner centre midfield, and I pointed out to him James Milner never played centre midfield for Newcastle, so that yeah. wasn't a. He literally never played on the right. I think, well, 
Stephen Taylor as well. Someone for Stephen Taylor. Stephen Taylor. That's, yeah. That's <laughs> I, I would. I, I mean, I had at right back Aaron Hughes. Now I'm not sure if we've mentioned him at all so far. Nah. He played nearly 300 games for Newcastle, and he was an absolute mainstay. Love Aaron Hughes. wouldn't be happy for you. Uh, wouldn't be happy with his side. Really? He hated Aaron Hughes. So, so Aaron Hughes is really good at being basically a slightly better Danny Simpson, which is getting in a reasonable position, but not closing down the winger and allowing the cross as if it was the centre-back's job to deal with the cross. He was, a, he was a hand behind his back, 10 yards back, let them get the ball and stuff like problem type player. Hmm. I think that's totally wrong. That's, uh, I agree, Mick. That's really harsh. Uh, go on. Were you going to say something else, Mickey? No, just I think that's totally wrong. <laughs> Mickey thinks that's totally wrong. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, oh, we've only got a couple of minutes left, so we'll, 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 have, we'll not we'll end on our thirty seconds left. <laughs> I think he deserves a mention. Three hundred games. He was part of some excellent teams, and you know he played something like four hundred and fifty Premier League games in total in his career. He's, he's played in every position as well. Yeah, and he, he's yeah, the, the, the classic utility player, as, as you would say. Dodgy, uh, have you got any any final thoughts? No, just can't wait for the season to be back. I think um, podcast will be back next week. We're doing a Premier League preview uh, for the whole of the league. And then next Friday, we'll be back, hopefully, with uh, maybe a guest. I think Martin might come on. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll be doing a full Premier League Newcastle Premier League preview next Friday on the radio show. So please tune in, tell your friends, and follow us on Twitter, TF Rudy Pods. It's been a pleasure, but I'm, I'm going to get away now. And yep. um, right, maybe I've really enjoyed what you've had to say. Yep. Get, get back to your um, all-inclusive, and uh, we'll see you, see you next week. I will. Uh, Right, okay. Uh, Thanks very much for listening, everyone. That was the True Faith weekly radio show every Friday at 7 o'clock. I hope you'll tune in again next week. Thanks a lot for joining us, Mickey. Cheers. Thank you, Ben. Yep, cheers, Sight. See you, everyone, later. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.